Today is a unique day, and it's far bigger than you think, because there are many different kinds of mothers, and all are being honored today. For the mother who has chosen to stay at home while her children are little, may your patience be great and your influence even greater. For the single mom who never planned on doing this alone, may you be consistently strengthened by your Heavenly Father. And may you hear his voice singing over you. For the mother who strives to balance work outside the home with love inside the home, may you be given energy, validation, and hope as you make the leap from one world to another every day. For moms who have poor mothers themselves, but who now refuse to let that pattern repeat itself, May the godly legacy you started be carried on for generations to come. For mothers with grown adult children, may today be filled with laughter and joy, and may you experience deep satisfaction and fulfillment. For women who have no biological children of their own, but who mother younger women as mentors, may you understand your role as a calling from God and as a transformation of their lives. Today is a unique day, so for all the mothers we mentioned, and even those we didn't, be blessed, be honored, be filled with joy. You are making the world a better place because you're filling it with a love that only a mom can give. As our ladies come this morning, uh, let me just remind you of a couple things uh, that are happening uh, very soon. Um, one of the things we recognize for mothers or fathers for that reason, being refreshed parents is a is a big blessing to our kids. And so coming up, we're going to have a parents' night out on June 9th where you can come and bring your kids, drop them off, and then go enjoy your night. Have a date night, have a getaway, whatever you need to do. So mark that on your calendar, June 2nd. Uh, that's important time uh, for you. So I'll mark that. Ladies, welcome. Appreciate you having the willingness to, to come and share with us this morning. So well, let's start off by why don't you tell us just who you are, you know, just in case somebody may not know you out there. And tell us about your family and uh, you, maybe your, your kids, their ages. Um, you don't have to tell us your ages. All right? I know that's not allowed to be asked. So you're all 22. All right. So uh, that's a My name is Patty Kidder, and Dan and I have two grown daughters. Um, our daughter Kelly is turning 30 next month, so I am definitely older than 22. <laughs> and our younger daughter Brittany is 26. And both our girls are married, and our older daughter and her husband live in Pasadena, California. And our younger daughter and her husband live in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, along with our four month old grandson. <laughs> I'm Heather Cartrett. Um, I am a mother of four, my oldest being 15, Logan Cartrett. My next is Braxton. He will be, is 10. <laughs> um, in July. And Carson just turned seven in April. And my youngest is Addison, and she is four. I'm Corey Lawson. I'm 32. I'm married to Chris Lawson, and he is 38. We have two children. <laughs> Two children, Jessica, who just turned eight, and Jordan, who's one and a half. 
Yeah. Man, Chris, you're old. I didn't know that. Huh? Wow. Oh. You know, uh, mothers always talks about the joys of motherhood. Um, and I'm wondering, wh- um, what are some joys of motherhood that you've experienced? Um, playing outside again and um, discovering my imagination and rekindling that. That's really been a great joy of motherhood for me. I'll say a joy for me is just watching my children in their everyday life, um, seeing parts of me that I remember doing as a kid, seeing parts of my husband, and just kind of seeing what he and I have taught them together kind of live it out. That's Mm. pretty awesome as a mom. I think there's been a lot of joys, just depending at what ages they were at. I know those early milestones were just huge things, watching them make that first smile and first step and first words and as they got older just seeing their personalities develop and the things that they were interested in and they were good at doing and just seeing them pursue those things and and being able to participate in that with them was really huge and then I think finally probably one of the greatest joys was just seeing them grow in their relationship with the Lord and seeing that become something that wasn't just something they believed because mom and dad taught them but it was something they grabbed onto wholeheartedly themselves I can remember when I was growing up, I would play this little baseball game in my front yard by myself. And uh, my mom would sit on the couch, though, and she always would watch. You know, she was always uh, watching. And I, I, one time I asked her, I mean, I'm like 16 at this point, and said, what, why do you just sit there and watch? <laughs> yes, I was playing by myself at 16. So, and she said, I just enjoy watching you. I just enjoy watching you. And uh, yeah, mothers, you guys do that real well. Oh. So tell us a time. Heather, I want to start with you. Tell us a time when you've got four of them. A time where you're watching your kids, and they just did something that just just kind of melted your heart. Well, um, it, I'll be honest. That's a hard question for me because we have a lot of other things that are not as melted heart at our house. <laughs> but I will say, a simple thing is when we ride in the car together, I, we listen to K Love. And just hearing them sing words of these songs and understanding it. I mean, even when I'm not paying attention and I listen and my four-year-old's in the very back seat, just singing her heart out and, and it's Jesus music. And, and I just love to hear those songs of praises coming from them. That melts my heart. They don't know it. Sometimes I cry a little bit. They don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Eric said he did as well. So I'm just falling out. There you go. Corey, how about you? Oh, well, I had an instance just last night, actually, where um, I was on the computer and Jordan walks over and presses the button and turns it off and I fussed at him and he gave me a kiss right away. It was really sweet. He was like instantly wanted to kiss me. Oh, oh you're so sweet. <laughs> that is great. That's great. <laughs> Patty, you just talked about um, one of the joys being when your your kids started to own their own Christianity. Tell us how did you how did you nurture your kids spiritually? Well, I think I think it really started before they were born, and um, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I I knew that that was something that I needed. I needed help with to know how to nurture them uh, when we started our family. And I remember talking to my pastor's wife about it, and she said, Patty, the biggest thing that you can do to nurture your children is to make sure that you're being nurtured in your own walk with Christ. And so that, that's kind of where I, I, I started, was making sure that I was growing in my walk with, with the Lord. And then as our girls came along, um, 
we made sure that God's word was a daily part of our lives. I mean, early on, I can remember reading them stories out of his word, starting with little story Bible uh, stories. You know, we do that at bedtime, and we worked into a family devotional time that we would do at supper each day. But just trying to make the Lord a, a part of our everyday life. Um, I think of the passage in Deuteronomy where Moses talks to the Israelites, and he said, hide God's word in your heart and, and teach it to your sons. You know, in the morning when you rise up, at night when you go to bed, when you're sitting in your home, when you're walking by the way, make it a part of your day. And that's what we sought, really sought to do with our girls. And of course, making sure that we were in a, a really solid church where we were receiving good teaching and growing ourselves and, and for them as well was, was key. Yeah, yeah. Now, Heather, if not just a couple months ago, we, your, your husband, Eric, shared with us this dramatic testimony of what the Lord was doing in his life, this, this total transformation and in, uh, in his role as, as spiritual leader and, and what God is doing. It's just, it was amazing Sunday morning to hear that. Before that, you, you did a lot of the spiritual nurturing. You know, what, what did that look like? I would love to say it looked wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but along with the life that we had going on, it, there was a lot of frustration, and it was difficult. And, and sometimes the kids got the brunt of that. But in the end... Um, I constantly am telling my children, and my mother said this to me, so I mean, I t- it might be a guilt, I don't know. Um, but I will tell them, when they're making choices and they're making decisions in life, if Jesus, which he is, was sitting right beside of you, is that a choice he would approve of? Is that something, is that, is that television program you're watching? Is that music you're listening to? Are those things that God would approve of? And I try to tell my kids that. I'm not really sure that they're listening. I pray that they're listening. <laughs> but um, I guess that's, that's a mother's heart. You, you tell them things, and, and a lot of times it goes in one ear and out the other. But, but as a mom, I mean, that's my, my biggest hope. And I have one that's about to be a teenager now, and I pray because everything that life is about to um, embark on him, that he is strong enough, and he remembers everything he's learned up to this point. Now, I mean it, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, but I know that wasn't exactly the question, but, but it's, not, it's not been an easy road. And our kids have um, they've seen a lot, and I hope they've learned a lot from what they've had to see of, of mistakes and, and praises through our walk. Great. Now, Corey, your kids are, are younger. And uh, um, especially with, I think, somebody like, like Jordan, who's about, about a year and a half now. Um, what does spiritual nurturing look like for your kids? Well, <clears throat> trying to lead by example. And one thing that I'm teaching them um, or trying to teach them is how to pray and talk to God. And that they can hear from God, too. And um, just building that into them. Oh. So this next question, maybe it's change gears and whoever wants to answer first. Uh, tell me about some of the tough parts of motherhood. There's not a time clock. You can't punch out. <laughs> um, not being able to take a nap when you're really tired. Yeah. And frustrations, the frustrations, because you repeat yourself and you repeat yourself. I mean, how many times do you have to tell somebody to pick up your shoes and put them away? I'm just saying. And nobody seems to listen. Uh, I don't know the answer, but I know it's at least double digits. I mean, it's 10, 11, 12, I'm sure. At least. At least. Yeah. Patty, how about you? 
I guess I thought of a time because I think you had talked about, you know, was there ever a meltdown time where you just thought, I can't do this. And I I think at one particular time, I was not a great mother to to my infant and toddler children. That 24-7 just was was beyond me sometimes. (laughs) But I remember moving from Minneapolis, Minnesota to southern Idaho when Dan took a job out there. And and he had to travel a lot during the early um, month, a month and a half that we were there. I think he was gone pretty much Monday through Friday. And I just thought I was going to lose it. (laughs) Just, you know, like when is the end of this, you know? <laughs> so those, those were tough times. Oh, yeah. Kurt, how about you? Did, is there a time where you kind of, you felt like I'm at my wit's end today? Well, it's usually during a transition period where um, I'm transitioning from being at work or going to work and same with my husband and just kind of switching those roles is a little bit difficult sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Heather? Oh, yeah. I know when I was at my wit's end, my husband had been on the road for, I believe, almost two weeks. And it was the day that a lot of you know, my daughter came in with no hair. I was at my wit's end. I cried for 30 minutes straight before anybody even knew this happened. My kids were concerned, calling their father and grandparents to say, something's wrong with mom. She won't stop crying. (laughs) And it was just, I was done. I had been, that was... That was my wit's end. Thankfully, it's growing back with a minor secondary haircut incident, but what do you do? What do you do? Well, I'm sure most of your mothers, like, immediately you had your story in your head uh, right away. And for some of you, may, maybe it, like, happened this weekend, but uh, it's, it's those type of things you deal with. Mothers are pretty amazing on how you... You deal with those and bounce back from those things. I think of some of the things I said to my mother, especially in my teen years. And uh, mothers are so resilient to bounce back, and it's pretty amazing. Now, Patty, your kids are grown. They're out of the house. So, like, motherhood's all done for you, right? <laughs> well, no, not exactly, no? But, okay. but it definitely... <laughs> well, what, what does it look like now? Yeah, it definitely takes a different shape. You know, you spend the first 18 years teaching, correcting, disciplining, training, and molding and shaping, and all of a sudden they're grown, and, and you really shouldn't be doing those things after they move, move away from home. So I'm learning not to give advice anymore unless it's asked for. That's, that's, my, that's my big thing is that I need, to, I need to be there to listen, to be a friend. I think the relationship really becomes a, one of friendship with adult children, to be there to affirm and encourage and, and just wait for the advice. Don't, don't offer it without being asked. Yeah. So. Now, I've, I've seen in just my year and a half here, I, I've seen how you've taken others under your wing. And, you know, I would describe it as you've kind of mothered them. You invite them over for meals and you spend time with them. Um, why do you do that? <laughs> well, you're all done, right? With, I mean, you got your kids out of the house. You're, you're taking on some others. Well, what? I think... I think in some ways God has just wired me that way. I mean, that's just just how he's made me is to to want to nurture people. Um, but I will say that one thing that really impacted my life while I was growing up is that I have one brother, and he is physically and mentally disabled. And his life has been tough. And just watching him go through the struggles of life has probably made me a more... Um, sensitive person, a more compassionate person. So when I see others with needs, um, I want to meet those. Mm, that's great. Why don't, uh, Heather, let's start with you, because I, I think you probably have a boatload here. Can you share us, tell us, tell us a funny time, a funny story about your family, <laughs> but where in the end you sat back and you said, man, I love this family. Well, at the end of every day, I sit back and say, man, I love this family, because we have incidences weekly. I mean, one that sticks out in my mind, I'm telling you, Tom, you have got to live my life to understand <laughs> that it's 
it's not just a once upon a time and the end story. It is just an everyday walk. I, I just love my family and the fact that every time I put my kids to bed at night, I actually think this as a mom. When I lay down, I sit there and I go through each one of my child's personalities, kind of like what you were saying. And the fact that I have... Logan, who is just extremely bright, catches on, can, you know, academically just rocks it out. Then I have my little Braxton, who has, he is just my little peacemaker. He has a passionate heart. He wants to care and love and nurture on other people. Then I have Carson, who's my little fireball. He's cute, but whoop, he's got a little bit of his daddy's temper. Um, <laughs> and then there's Addison, who just threw a whole different flavor of ice cream in our family. I mean, she is just the little sprinkle on the top. Who, and I just I go through my mind every day, and those are the things that I feel like are, are just the sweet everyday things where I lay back and I go, I love my family because together we're what makes, we're what makes it. Hmm. I mean, it's just everybody's little bit of, little bit of ingredient. Wow, that's great. That's great. Eric, I feel like we, we kind of know you now. <laughs> oh, this is, this is good. This is good. Corey, how about you? Maybe a, a story, funny story that... Oh, things... just a cute little funny story that my husband told me one day when he, um, when I came home from work, he's like, uh, Jessica was in her room and she was just so quiet and I went in there to see what she was doing and she was in her closet with a, a bottle of syrup just drinking all the syrup. <laughs> It was, it was sweet. That happened when she was about three. And just like the two of you together. I mean, it was funny because they were together all the time. So. Did you say that story was sweet? Yeah, so, it was sweet. That was a sweet story. Luckily, it was all in her mouth and not on the carpet. So. Oh, well, that didn't happen with me with the ketchup bottle. I'm she, just saying. She can go crazy for there hours. Was a rug but don't put it on the carpet. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Patty. Um, I was thinking about a funny story in our family, and one that just came back to me recently was something that happened when our older daughter, Kelly, was 14. Um, they, our girls loved candles, so they were always lighting candles in their bedroom. And, we, of course, we were always telling them about fire safety and all of these things. And so she had lit a candle one morning, and it happened to be the morning that we were getting ready to fly to Arizona for a week. And uh, so the candle was lit, and this was a very large candle in her bedroom. And un- unknown to all the rest of us, uh, she didn't blow that candle out. And so we got on the plane and flew to Arizona. We're gone a week, came back home. She goes up to her room. Lo and behold, well, the house was still there. <laughs> that was a miracle. Um, goes up to her room, and this candle had completely burned all the way down. And uh, the, mel- the wax was melted all over her desk, ran down the side of the desk, and pooled on the carpeted floor. Well, at that point, she had a choice to make. Who do I tell? She did not come to me. She went to her father. (laughs) And they went upstairs and looked at the wax, and these were the words that her father told her. Kelly, whatever you do, do not tell your mother about this. (laughs) She will have a cow. And so what they proceeded to do was to lift the desk up, move it over about a foot, and put it on top of the carpet where the the wax was. Now, the funny part of the story is yet to come. I didn't hear about this until about 10 years later. Ten years later. Kelly had grown up, moved away from home, came home one time. We were sitting around the kitchen table talking, and she said, Mom, I think it's about time I tell you about a few of the things that happened while I was growing up. And then she proceeded to share that story. So it was funny at that point. And, yes, I would have had a cow if I had seen it when it happened. (laughs) Dan, I'm amazed. I... My my image of you it just, it just plummeted there. plummeted. So. 
Well, ladies, as you know, and, and when we've heard, I mean, motherhood's not always easy. It, it's tough. And, and I, uh, uh, Patty, you've shared, and, and I'm sure the same is for the rest of you. There's been probably people that have built into your life over the years that have been encouragement to you and spoken into your life and maybe called you on things when you need to be called out on things. And um, I think today's a nice day for, you know, maybe ladies in general and maybe just all of us, period, to, to maybe hear from you. What... What advice might you give to other mothers from what you've learned? What would you share this morning and say, hey, you, you got to know this? Well, a verse that I always um, play over and over in my mind uh, is Lamentations 3.22. Um, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel like I've fallen short... In an area with my children, either I've lost my patience or um, I haven't accomplished a goal that I wanted to with them that day. I just remember that his mercies are new every morning. Every day is a new day and I can start fresh. And truly, some of the, um, the areas that I fall short in, you can forget about them. And you really can. Time can pass and you can change. And you're like, wow, I hardly remember being that way. So it's a good thing to know that Every day is a new day, and the mercies are new every single day. I would say not to forget, when your kids are younger, to enjoy the moments. Um, In our household, there's a lot of laundry. There's a lot of dishes. There's about four times a day the floor could be mopped, especially after last night when Carson tried to get his sister in trouble and poured beef broth on the floor (laughs) and said she did it. Um, but But I think the remembering... Um, to take that special time out with your kids. And I fall short of that often. You know, I feel like this has to be done. This needs to get done. This needs to get done. And by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, what did I really get as a mom out of today? Mm -hmm. And I would say, don't forget to take that time with your kids. I mean, even if it's just 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, and just sit down with them. Enjoy a book. Enjoy enjoy them because they have stories they want to tell. And if you don't make time for them to tell it, you miss out on so much with them. And I've learned that. By the time I've gotten to the fourth one, (laughs) you miss a lot. So, um, and I stay at home, so I really don't have an excuse. But I would just say, you know, and when you're at your wit's end, we have a great church family and a great church body that you can go to. And there's other people that completely understand what you're going through, and they'll say, hey, let's talk. So I think that's the best advice as a mom. Don't forget. Take time. I think I would say a couple things. One, just to make sure that you communicate regularly to your kids that your love for them is not dependent upon what they do or what they achieve. It's, it's just solely on who they are, that you love them without condition, that love is steadfast. Um, I think of a saying that I often hear about God's love for us, and it's, it's that um, God's love for us, he, he won't love us more uh, by what we do. He won't love us less by, you know, for what we do if we fail. And that's how our love for our kids should be. It's, it's steadfast. And the second thing, and it's something I learned just by experience because I would blow it off and, with my kids. And you know, when I, when I failed them, that I would go to them and ask their forgiveness and acknowledge that, hey, I really blew it. I didn't handle that right. Would you forgive me? And that, that really does a, a wonderful job of healing and mending in relationships. Oh, that's great. I feel very short at sitting beside her up here. She's got it all together. <laughs> no, not, not by I mean, any means. <laughs> if, if we could only start out here as moms. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, uh, I'm so thankful that these ladies were willing to come and share with you, and um, they kind of knew what I was going to ask, but uh, you know, I, I, I've thrown them some twists too, and they've rolled right with it, so, uh, so I want to I wanna thank them. And so would you do that? Would you join me in thanking them this morning? So, yeah. take a moment to, to pray for our, for our moms uh, this morning. We want to pray this morning for those of you who have, have lost your mom, and, and uh, I, I see the posts sometimes on Facebook that you know, the, the missing goes on even for years. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to pray for those who are just, just in rough relational situations with their kids this morning, and, and you're just asking, what do I do? How do I do it? We want to pray for you this morning, and we want to pray for those that are just looking for some strength. You're just tired. <laughs> And uh, you're tired every day with it. And we want to we want to pray for you and ask the Lord's strength on your life. We want to we want to pray for John and Stephanie Pazik, who who have announced that uh, they're going to be having a baby. So so we're excited about that. Yeah, I just told them our you know our last uh, lady had their baby in April, and I, I didn't know what to do, not having anyone pregnant, not making hospital arrangements. So so we're glad. Thanks. Way to get in the game with us here. We appreciate that. So. Um, but we want to pray for mothers across the board. And, and we recognize, too, that there's some of you that you don't have kids of your own, um, but you have somebody you build into, and we want to pray for you and those opportunities of well, as well. So, uh, so would you bow, and, and we'll pray and go before the Lord now. Father, we thank you this morning for motherhood. We, we thank you that when you designed this, this whole thing of family, when back in creation, when you put together and, and decided how you were going to make this happen, uh, that you made this unique being who views the family differently than dad does and differently than the kids do. And we thank you, Lord, that you designed this person who, who nurtures and cares and reminds us of how much they love us. And so, Lord, we honor and lift up our mothers. Lord, we pray that this would be a day, and not just this day, but we pray that this would be a day where mother would really feel honored and cared for, pampered in this day. Lord, we pray that uh, our, our mothers would know how incredibly of worth they are to you. And that when you look on them, you look well-pleased. And Lord, I want to pray this morning for some mothers that uh, it's just tough. Lord, some of them, they're, they're figuring out motherhood because the mother they had did not give them a good example. It was rough. And now they're, they're determined that that will not continue, that they will be the mother that you've designed them to be. And there's some that are tired and weary, and they push their heart. Lord, we want to pray for our single moms out there, some that... They never intended, Lord. They never intended for it to be this way. But, Lord, they are determined that they will not falter. They will not give up. And they're working hard every day for their kids. We pray for that you would give them strength and that you would have this body of believers surround them and care for them and be a a comfort and a compliment to what they're doing with their kids. Lord, we pray for those that have lost their mother that that are grieving. Um, some that, that even today, whether it was years ago or recently, Lord, they're feeling the loss on this day and they're, they're longing for the times and the conversations that they had with their mom. Lord, would you bring comfort to their heart? And Lord, we want to pray especially for those that have desired to be mothers and it just hasn't happened for whatever reason, Lord. And Lord, the why question comes out. But Lord, we want to pray, Lord, for that person. Lord, we want to pray, Lord, if there be any way possible for you to supply motherhood for them that you would do it but lord if you have another avenue on how they can mentor encourage build into the life mother somebody we pray that you would do that as well you would open up those doors lord i want to pray for all of our moms 
I want to pray your glory on them, that you would give them comfort this morning, that you would build them up spiritually in your name, and that they would walk, walk out today knowing how incredibly valuable they are, though they don't always hear those words from the rest of us in the family. Lord, we thank you for our mothers, and we pray a blessing on them. In your son's name, amen. Would you thank them again for coming up and sharing with us? Well, this morning we're going to finish off taking our, our tithes and offering and, and, and singing one more song. And like we said last week, if you weren't here and you didn't bring your Celebration of Hope offering, that offering was up to about $2,400 by midweek, and our goal was twenty six. So if this morning you came prepared to give your Celebration of Hope, make sure you mark that uh, on the check or the little envelope in front of you. Mark COH so we know how to separate it uh, from the tithes and the offering. So we encourage you, like always, stay faithful in, in your tithes and, and offering. And especially as we're headed into our summer months, we've got an incredible summer calendar we've put together, and we're going to have it in your hands next Sunday morning. All kinds of fun activities and things for the whole church body. It's going to be going to be great. So, so why don't you stand with me now? Our ushers will come forward, and we'll let our praise team lead us.